Well, Ulysses, uh, another serious loss for the Tampa Bay Rays. So not ideal so far earlier, uh, early in this uh, 2022 campaign. Even when they're close games, they still uh, stink. I don't know which one is worst, actually. Getting blown out like they did with the Oakland Athletics that first game, that clunker, or back-to-back 3-2, 3-2 losses. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss. <laughs> it's not fun. It's still an L. Yeah. At the end of the day. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Uh, Ulysses, to answer your question, um, I mean, all losses suck. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Rays, but I'm almost leaning towards uh, getting blown out, having a clunker, as opposed to knowing that. Those games, those three, two losses were so well within reach and you blew it. So that really is frustrating from my perspective. I agree. And also the, the, the time spent uh, giving your attention to something yeah. that's not going to give you a lot of um, benefit. It right. just, you know, it gets you angry. It gets you frustrated. And ultimately, of course, again, and with our blinders on, this is a sport. This doesn't really change our lives, yes. uh, but it's entertainment. And when your entertainment of choice does not give you the the benefit of yeah. good emotions, then yeah, that sucks. And I think that's what the Ray the Ray's fandom has been suffering for most of 2022. And and yeah, I mean back to back three two losses where there was definite mm-hmm. instances where you could uh, get over that hump. And, and then you don't, it really stinks. It really does. And we'll get into that, uh, of course. It just seems like, um, I mean, whoever directs Game of Thrones is directing these games for the race. Like the ending yeah. of these games. It's very, very disappointing. <laughs> All right. That, nice. Good one. Yeah. Uh, no, I, w- I was going to jump at, at that segue with the Apple TV thing. That... Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this, um, on the Apple TV Friday night baseball scenario, right. where, again, uh, that was the only option, if you're a Rays fan, to take in that game. I guess you could listen on the radio and right. listen to MLB Game Day audio, but if you wanted to watch the game, Dwayne and BA were not going to be working it on Valley Sports, so your only option was Apple TV. Yeah, and let's take it step by step here. Okay. Number one. The camera angles, the 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 crispness of the image, wow! I was blown yeah. away. I mean, it looked I like I've never seen baseball that way before. The graphics were very very clean, and the I don't know. It seemed like super 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 high definition. Yes. I don't know what it is. What the, the uh, cameras? The maybe four K. Yeah, it's like uh, with uh, football games now on you know CBS and and Fox. It's like this is it, it almost looks video game like. Yeah. No, and, 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 and the camera angles that they were using, sometimes I've never seen those types of camera angles being used on a baseball field. Yes. 
it, it really got you into the game. I loved it. I mean, that that part of the broadcast was yeah. impressive. It really was. Now, it um, I'm not a Apple TV subscriber. I, I've got enough uh, subscriptions going on. I don't need one more on my plate. But if you are, a, I guess, an Apple customer and you have an Apple ID, you can log in. Although I didn't know what my login was, so I had to change my password and go through the – it took me, for real, like 15 minutes to do to actually log into the thing. But once I did, I was like, okay, I'm actually – finally getting around to watching some baseball and, and really right. the first thing that jumped out to me mm-hmm. uh were the the graphics too yeah the, the, like the score bug yeah the score bug oh my gosh that that was clean very yes. clean and i loved how they incorporated some um some probability stats and some bumper music and showing you what what the song was coming in and coming out that was cool her. The right hand corner of the screen so it was like odds that you that they enhance your your viewing ability that they uh, take back some of it the drawback i thought it was interesting because it's something that i had never really seen or focused on before i wish they would have incorporated some different stats instead of just using that as it seemed like they that that really stagnated on the probability of reaching base or Reach striking base. out i wish they would have incorporated some of the more advanced stat cast sort of like the nerd cast does with espn like really broaden it explain it introduce some more of that i feel like they could have gone above and beyond with that um i agree with that i, I think it, it kind of st- like the first four innings i was like jazzed up by the eighth i'm like yeah. come on give me something else so yeah. i agree with you that maybe the you know, maybe adding a little bit more stuff would have been nice, but the way that they added it was so good. Like yeah. they, it did not hinder anything from the broadcast, from the game. You could still yeah. be on it. It also kind of talking about it negatively. You're always, you know, as a fan and, and no matter who's up, you're like, okay, let's get a hit here. Let's get something positive going. But when the <laughs> the probability yeah. says Mike Zunino has a 65% of, of striking out, I'm like, well, don't tell me yeah. that. And then he ends up striking out. I'm like, damn right. it. Well, that kind of took away from my positivity that everything is going to work out every single at bat. So I guess that was a little bit yeah. of a negative. But I agree with you. I think um, the way that they did it, uh, I think you should just – go full throttle on it. I mean, tell me the exit velo, t- tell me the launch angle, tell yeah. me, uh, the, 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 the ex Woba. Show me, did they even really show any of the shift once or twice or the, the, how often a guy is shifted against the spray chart? I think happened with a lefty. I think it was who hit the home run on Friday evening. Uh, he's, his dad played in the major leagues, uh, for the white, white Sox. Sox. Yeah. I can't remember, but uh, he, not Berger, somebody else. Was it Gavin Sheets? Maybe Sheets, yes. It wasn't Sheets. It wasn't a home run. Sorry, I think he got a double. But anyway, the, the point is with him, they showed the spray chart, and Franco uh, Franco was not actually playing as he should have. He should have oh. been a little bit shifted more towards the right-hand side of second base, and they actually made a note of it uh, on, on the broadcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, question. I want your honest opinion on this. <laughs> you will get it. Um, well, that's what we hope. Yeah. The play-by-play and color commentary. Thoughts? It was very... Uh, Milk toast? Y- yes. Bland, didn't really bland, learn much broad. of anything? It was very beige. It was, it was like... Yeah. I, but you know what? I'm go- Again, using my favorite... Um, 
you know, a phrase of 2022. Let me red team this. Uh, I, I got to watch that show. If you're going to keep using red team and blue team. I know. Right. Is that like a conservative Democrat thing? I, I assume that's what they use it in that show. News. Oh, maybe. I think maybe it was for a political debate. Like what would I the forget. conservatives say? What would the liberals say? No, no. I think, it, I think it's just like a term as like a red team, like, this is the team that's going to poke oh, holes in okay. the story. I, I, I don't that. think it's politically yeah. or anything. I'm watching House of Cards. So I'm watching House of Cards, I should say. So that, I'm, there I'm, you are. I'm getting into that. Um, so I, I think it's bland to us because we're race fans, and I'm pretty sure it would be very beige milk toast to White Sox fans. Right. But I think for the 28 other fan bases, they actually would have gotten knowledge that they don't have from both sets of teams because they're not really following those teams. So I think that's yeah. part of it. It's beige, milk toast. All of those national broadcasts are really rarely do you ever learn something new from your own team because they're just reading notes. They don't really know. Right. They, 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 you know, they scan them and then that's what they say. You learn stuff from Dwayne. You learn stuff from Trisha. You learn stuff from BA because they're with the yeah. team constantly and there are new things popping up. So I think it's bland because of that. But I think if it would have been a Dodgers-Yankee game, you know, because why wouldn't they yeah. show a Dodgers-Yankee right. game? I think we would have learned something, it, and we would feel differently. Do you don't think us? You don't think so? Maybe to some extent. I still think I because even on national broadcasts that feature, say, Eduardo Perez and Mike Petriello, and uh, I can't think of the play-by-play guy's name. Uh, who has I know. a cerebral palsy, but he's really, really good. Yeah, he's yeah, part yeah. of that broadcast. I think they do a really good job. I think some of the ESPN radio announcers that do the playoff games are really, really good. And I learned something from them that uh, I, I learned something from them from a national perspective. I just thought it was, I, I okay. You, you stick, stick Cody Decker in that broadcast booth. <sighs> Why give Cody Decker a job? I know we've had him on the podcast, but yeah. he would have improved that broadcast in the entertaining factor and the knowledge factor, the educational factor by a millionfold. I think because you, I don't yeah. think Chris Young really brought anything to the table. Hannah Kaiser, I don't think brought anything to the table. Melanie Newman, what she's done as a trailblazing female broadcaster, she's very, very talented and. Uh, has she has a great voice and a great knack for what she's doing, but also again, I've I'm far from I, I can't really judge, but I did do play by play back a million years ago. Um, she comes from the radio end of things, and this is a TV broadcast. And when you're doing radio, you got to con- you got to talk constantly. Yeah. So she didn't really necessarily let the broadcast breathe. breathe yeah. Like Dwayne Stats. Yes. Sometimes it seems like Dwayne Stats will let the broadcast breathe way too much like he's lighting up a cigar or something and you know taking 45 <laughs> seconds but it seemed like there there wasn't any like break in it was just words and words and words and words i felt like i wasn't really getting much out of it and with chris young i think he didn't really let himself 
shine. Yeah. He was, and again, sometimes that, that's who you're paired up with as yeah. a broadcaster. Maybe if he was paired up with a John Shambi or somebody like that, you know, somebody that he had worked with before. I don't know. If, I don't, I assume that he'd probably never worked with Melanie Newman before. I don't, know. I don't um, know. But Hannah Kaiser, she did do a good story on Wander Franco in his 2020 run and how he used to uh, look up, uh, you know, the Rays playing in the suite. Sometimes he didn't in the World Series because okay, he was that was so a good down. tidbit. But it was a good bit. Yeah. No, no, but this is where I'm going from. It was a good tidbit, but I had already read that article on Yahoo by her. Yeah. So she was just regurgitating, which again, a, how many other things pop up, but that's why I think yes. it was bland because they have the big broad picture, yeah. but they don't follow the team day to day. I, yes, but also I sometimes learn things from national broadcasts that I don't learn from Dwayne and BA where they're able to get. They're able to sit down with Kevin Cash in a room and get some of those big picture stories and, yeah. and those tidbits that you normally don't find. Look, at the end of the day, I think it's a cool thing that baseball is doing and partnering with Apple TV and trying to promote a Friday night baseball yeah. sort of a deal, especially with, um, you know, this is the, the time to do it and, and really incentivize that and, and keep the graphics going. But I would like to maybe have uh, a rotating cast of, of broadcasters, which I guess they would. I, that wasn't the only Friday night game on Apple TV. Or- no, but I think Hannah Kaiser and Melanie Newman have okay. been the ones on it. I don't know if Chris Young has been the, the other guy. I, I would just say, that, so get Cody Decker involved some way or somehow. That guy just has the personality. Yeah. I mean, you guys, if you haven't seen our, our show with him, it was like 90 yeah. minutes of just pure baseball talk. It's fantastic. Please oh. go check it out. Interview with Cody Decker. You know what? I, I got one better. If Kevin Goldstein wasn't hired by the Minnesota Twins, do like a game night with Kevin Goldstein and Cody Decker. Oh that would my be, gosh. Because you would learn some SH, you know where I'm going. Sugar, honey, iced tea. And you would also, I mean, you'd, you'd have to get cigars involved, honestly. a hundred percent. Imagine that. Just a, a night, just imagine a raised baseball night with Kevin Goldstein, Cody Decker, Dwayne, B.A., yeah. Trisha, cigars, cigars, boom. bourbon, beer. <laughs> I had three beers at the golf course before I'm recording this. So let's go. Bit, uh, a little bit antsy. If there you will. we go. So, um, anyway, let's let's move along. We we do want to talk about some of the uh, activity that happened over the course of the Rays and White Sox series this past weekend. But before we do, we have to tell you about something called Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and, of course, the start of the MLB season. Bet online. it is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. it is where the game starts. Uh, so, Ulysses, we're recording this episode in the middle of Sunday afternoon's game between the Rays and the White Sox. You have a little score update for us. Are the Rays still ahead? Uh, uh, well, right now it's on a commercial break, so we will find out whilst we talk during this segment. But I can tell, man, the offense has been really struggling. Yeah, it's uh, not good when you scored. It's hard to win when you, when you score just two runs. I mean, three but, runs or less in the last like five out of six games. Yeah, not now in their defense, to some extent, uh, the Rays have faced some tough pitching. Thank you, yeah. thank you. It's not. Uh, this isn't the Orioles. This is not the Orioles between the 
the second half of the athletic series and the White Sox series. But but again, like I mean, Frankie Frankie Montas was on point. Cole Irvin was on point. Yeah, Mister Blackburn. P. Blackburn was doing pretty good himself. I didn't watch that game. And, and you know, the, the, his other outing, uh, Blackburn's, I think was on Saturday. I, re- I forget against who. He did pretty well, too. Yeah. I think he kept his opposition to one run, too. So he, maybe he's having a, a revelation but season. Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech are they, legit. Legit. So, like, yeah. you, you're really running into a wall. And I really thank you for bringing that into atten- to attention because – fans forget that the other team is also trying to win yeah too like those guys also want to keep the rays at bay they also have scan reports on wander franco and gima and Choi. those two and, reports are not really yeah. working right now because those two guys are right. steaming hot but those guys are also trying to win and so it's very difficult to just say oh the offense isn't working which is completely correct fandom yeah. the offense isn't really clicking right now which was a very nice thing to see on sunday's first inning go 10 man deep. Yeah. Brendan Lau actually became uh two outs of the three outs in that first inning. Yeah. Woof. But anyway, they they showed patience at the plate. They showed that they can wait for their pitch and get a hit at times rattle a pitcher. Fantastic. We haven't really seen that though since the Orioles series. Yeah. Yeah, and let me say this too. Um, it's not just Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. I mean, the White Sox, even with their injuries, have a pretty solid bullpen between Aaron Bummer and Liam Hendricks, and they've got some other guys that are pretty solid as well. Now, and again, I hate to make excuses, but elephant in the room, the, the Rays are a different team than they were last year and in prior years, and it's tough when you play spring training in the southwest Florida area you start the season at Tropicana Field indoors, and then before you know it, you have you total change in temperature playing 40, 42 degrees in the Windy City. It's not fun to hit. It's not fun to swing anything when you're playing in the, those types of conditions, and especially when you're going from 72-degree air condition, 85-degree uh, <laughs> outdoor and sunny in Florida, right. to you know put that in half in, uh, in Chicago – facing a, a guy throwing 98 and it's not like you can tell me well those guys get used to it uh year to year like no they don't the yeah. chicago white Have Sox you players wander could... franco like when has wander franco ever played in that type of weather before yeah when uh, 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 yandy diaz like M- manny Margot, like i mean all, all of these guys that have to like do stuff that they've never done before we also have to yeah. take that into consideration uh i want to change a little bit okay. uh, uh of gears here Ah, how long until you are frustrated with Taylor Walls? Because I know the fandom is. Yeah. I'm not, personally. Are you talking offensively or defensively or both? Both. Yeah. Um, when When is a good time to, to, to show frustration? Because right now, fandom, I don't think that the time yeah. is now. I, I, I still think it's too early, and I still think he's kind of gotten a bad rap of, He's always been a shortstop his entire life. And now that he's moving around a little bit from third base to second base to shortstop, every, you can be the best. You can be Omar Vizquel. Omar mm-hmm. Vizquel is still going to make errors. Yeah. And I know that was a bad looking play. And he's not, and I know, Taylor Walls, I don't think, is ever going to have that great of a bat. Like, I, I'm looking for him. He started off hot with the Rays those first couple games against the Blue Jays in Dunedin, I guess. Yeah. But I see him as defensive specialist, guy off the bench. Like, I don't know if he'll ever have a season where his OPS gets above 700. I'm just saying. I, 
and and I don't see he's there for his glove. He's there for his glove. Um, I think that would be problematic if he if he if he becomes that a six eighty OPS guy with a short. Oh, no, might even be lower than that. Yeah, especially if he's not playing every day and it's haphazard positional movement. Is there room for a guy like that uh, on a twenty six man roster? We'll see. <laughs> I think for the Rays, because of what they, because of the value they place defensively, and because of the versatility and be able to move around. Um, but I would say that um, you know, learn, learn how to bunt or something. I, I again, I, I, I really hope that 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 projection is wrong because I think a lot of fans were thinking, okay, this could be a good solid bat for you. What what constitutes a good solid bat? <sighs> 720 OPS, 730 okay. OPS. Because like, Manny Margot, he, he's not guy. even that, is he? No, no, but the defense is so good. So, so, so is good. Taylor Walls. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I, I know, th- changing positions. It's early in the season, but we've never seen Margot have a rough time yeah. like Taylor Walls. Also, again, Manny Margot is consistent and clutch, too. Like, when you need an RBI single over the shortstop or second baseman's head yeah. on an off-speed pitch or a fastball, he usually delivers. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to, you know, bring you that flash, but it's like the teams continue to attack and go after him in, in high-leverage positions, and he usually, you know, punches one out there for a base hit. And, and for, again, analytics, just plug your ears here. Oh, God. But, uh... Let's talk. Okay, OPS is not seven twenty, seven thirty. But let's talk about batting average. I know people. I, know. I, I but see, it's a stat. Yeah, many more goes hovering around two fifty, two sixty. Right. Yes. He doesn't walk enough. I get that. But. Right. But can Taylor Walls be two fifty, two sixty? I don't uh, know. No, no, I, no. I, was no. Thinking. I, I see two ten, two twenty. See, that's a, that's an issue because if you're not even bringing the the OPS and you're not even bringing the the batting average, I think that's a yeah. big concern. Um, and maybe it's something where he needs to be like Cedric Mullins and give up the switch hitting thing. If that makes him more comfortable. Maybe but again, if we're talking about defense and in that, that gaff that he made it short, he is not alone in, in defensive miscues on this raised team. You look at Francisco Mejia and I know you're a big Francisco Mejia fan. I am too. I think his bat is maybe he is the most underrated hitting catcher in baseball, but some of the receiving and blocking skills leave much to be desired. And that puts a lot of, pressure and stress and frustration on whoever's on the mound and yeah that adds up and moving runners over and, and guys being able to score like that that run can make a difference at the end of the day and you know guys lose confidence and throw into a guy like that but and he's not even the only one you look at a guy like um Harold ramirez at first base and we talk about ah, you, you stick a garbage can at first base and you're you're good to go but it it doesn't the defense at first base you, you don't understand the value and importance of it until a mistake is made mm-hmm. and until you can't, Oh, that guy can't handle a one hopper backhand. And he's looking away as the ball is coming in on a great stop by Yandy Diaz. And you can't corral that. It, that's something that may, it maybe get learned over time, but uh, he does not look like a first baseman. And that can hurt when you're, especially if you're a, a pitch to contact type of guy josh fleming for example you can have a lot of throws over to first base and not all of them are going to be perfect and you better be able to handle some of those before we keep talking about the defense uh let's talk about what can bring your energy up and that is built yes bar. That, that's what the rays need they just need uh like an import of built bar just package after package after package you know what i think i mean we're talking about defense brett phillips certainly had his fill of built bars before yeah. uh 
before uh, the last couple of games, I would say. Yes, he did. And you know why? Why are they the best protein bars out there? Because they're delicious and they're healthy. They're healthy because most candy bars are around 200 and 300 calories. Built bars are not. Most built bars contain 130 to 180 calories and a bunch of protein too, sometimes even as much as 15 to 17 grams in protein. So it's really, really good for you and they're delicious, covered in 100% real chocolate. So what you have to do today is go to built.com. And when you go to built.com, you're going to choose all of your favorite flavors and use promo code LOCKED15. That will get you 15% off your order. So today, go to built.com, choose all your favorite flavors then use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. You mentioned the defense in Ramirez. You mentioned the defense in Taylor Walls. And Mejia. And Mejia. It's, a, it's an issue. Yeah. And it's an issue because those three guys, you are counting on them to provide some of the offensive production that has gone. I mean, Ramirez is taking some of the at-bats that Austin Meadows would have gotten. And you know what? I've seen the at-bats I've seen of Ramirez. He's getting base hits. I mean, you know, I I have nothing to, but, but again, then, then the defense side, we, we talked about of Paredes and overall value, Josh Lowe and Austin Meadows, overall value offensively and defensively. So you have to take both into consideration Taylor Walls, I mean, what Joey Wendell is doing for Miami is pretty nice. And so good for them. Good for them. So my issue is how's the overall value that Joey Wendell gave you compared to what Taylor Walls is giving you? It's yeah. a, it's a drawback. And, 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 and when you talk about uh, Ramirez and, and the defense in the first base, it might be a drawback when, when yeah. you can make simple uh, catches like that. Yeah. And also there was another uh, play too that he made it, but he had, he, he, he looked awkward. It like his, tough, yeah. his, his feet, his footwork was not really working that well. So I guess what I'm saying is you need as a fandom, we need to kind of um, practice virtue, right? Uh, practice virtue. Uh, patience is a virtue. Yeah. We have to practice patience. that virtue, yes, which is point. patience uh, this, this year, because it's, it's not yeah. the same lineup. So the WRC plus the OPS, that's not going the, to the be Rays the same. Are finishing second in baseball and run scored this year. And defensively speaking, I thought they were going to be better than this. Yeah. And again, it's still, I hate to say this. It's so cliche, but it is still early. These yes. are new players. They're still trying to get their footing under them. Guys that are playing new positions as well. You have yeah. slumps, right? You have slumps. Yeah. Harold Eight. Ramirez has never played first base before. Taylor Walls probably has never played third base before. So, and Josh Lowe is learning on the job yeah. as a major leaguer. Like that's yeah. If in, this in major was, league ballparks with the, the guys hit the ball harder and differently in the big leagues, it comes off differently than in the minor leagues. And he's not, he's used to what playing center field in triple A compared yeah. to a corner outfield spot. There's it, a lot that you have to, it's sometimes we just have to, you, you said it very well with the patience thing. Like, it's this is a uh, it, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. This team in April is I don't think going to look as good as they will once summer hits. Yes, I agree. A- again, and if this were the summer and they had an four and six record, a four and five record, a five and five record for the last ten games, would we be looking at it the same way? No, 
We're yeah. all jazzed up because it's opening week and the magnifying lens is like zoomed into a thousand. Right. So everything seems like, oh my gosh, that was a horrible mistake. Oh man, the defense is really not working. Oh, the yeah. pitching, the bullpen. All of these things are magnified. So I think we also need to take that yeah. into account. And again, there's not a lot of margin for error when you're facing these good pitching staffs um, and a team that is struggling offensively. Not only the defensive end of things, but the base running and the gaffes that we've seen over the course of this series, yeah. a la Kevin Kiermaier, a la Yandy Diaz, a la Randy Rosarena at times. So that's something that has to get short up like that. And running yourself into outs is not going to help you whatsoever. So it's just all part of it. Um, can I also say this? I hate the, Hey, it's good that we, we saw two uh, raised pitchers go five innings. Corey Kluber and Drew yeah. Rasmussen, but um, and I'm not saying this as I think Drew Rasmussen is going to be a fine, fine pitcher and has provided a lot of value already for the Rays. But I watched Drew Rasmussen, and I don't know if I've ever seen a pitcher that throws 98 that gets hit as much and as hard as it does. Like he does not miss bats. It's, it's crazy how like nine, guys are pulling that 98 guys are squaring up that 98. Like it must not have any movement or spin. It must be the straightest fastball whatsoever. And it's scary. he doesn't get enough extension. Like 98, it, it to them, it must be looking like 91 or 92. Uh, it, it's, it's scary. How, how hard it, it gets hit and how often. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't put you at ease. I mean, the results are there, which is kind of crazy because you don't want to just like, okay, just throw him out there. But like, yeah, it's it's insane how much NBA yeah. just I uh, don't, just put him in uh, cavernous ballparks uh, or in cold weather. Or you gotta develop that third pitch, that yeah. little slutter, that little cutter, which apparently that's what he, he is, was but, featuring in 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 that yeah. Chicago White Sox start, but. Some maybe a little bit more differential on it or something. I don't know, but yeah. it is very, very scary. Also, just before we close out, if you had to take one that you hate the most, the sloppy defense or running into outs in in in, in base running, which one of the two does it anger you the most, frustrate you the Ooh. most? It's more unchar- uncharacteristically of the race. Base yes. running errors or defensive mistakes? They both really suck. Um, I mean, just to pivot off that, I would just say loading the bases and not scoring a run off of that really, really is frustrating. Um, I would say just to start, um, the KK running into and out at third, we've heard it, don't make your first or last out at third. He should know that. He should know better. Um, that, That really sticks in my craw, I would say. Yeah, I think the base running pass, uh, the, the base running errors really. Yeah. I mean, Iris Arena was really lucky uh, on yeah. that Saturday game, but like again, too much. Many more go try to advance from first to second, which I usually love, but like, I mean, the, and there should be a better base running team with the athleticism and dynamic. Right. So I think that one's a little bit more jarring yeah. to, to see those errors because these guys are really good athletes, like yeah. most of them. Right. Yeah. It, so you would think that would be more short up as of this point compared to maybe the defensive end of things. So yeah. uh, the Rays, of course, we don't really have uh, much time to preview their upcoming series against the Chicago Cubs. It is a three-game series. Every game is at 7.40 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about the Cubs as the week goes on. I will say um, I am very, very interested in watching Seiya Suzuki. 
I've seen some highlights, and that guy is fun. Yeah, and that guy is legit. That guy is the real deal. So, he looks good, man. Yeah. He looks good, and and I, I agree with you too. That, that that'll be fun to to keep an eye on him. Uh, okay, so it's going to be bottom of the third, and the Rays are winning four zero. Hopefully, hey, uh, hey, they scored at least w. four. Let's go. That's an improvement. That's an improvement. So hopefully, let, let's win that Sunday game. Any let's, home runs so far in this recording? Uh, no, no home runs. No home runs. And all runs in that first inning, which was just like blooper, single, and then yeah. walk, 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 error by the pitcher. Who's pitching for the White Sox? Oh, God, I forgot. Uh, Velasquez. Okay. Yeah. It's Velasquez. All right. That makes sense. Well, question. Did the Rays hit a home run on Friday or Saturday? No, on Friday. I don't believe so on Saturday. Wow. Home run drought so far. I think so. Maybe I'm forgetting one. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Tuesday.